This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I don't know. Streaming's awfully good. Uh, it's re- there are a lot of good movies out there. That we mentioned Asteroid City. Not for everybody. I I do agree. But Fringe, I'd never watched one episode. Catherine, I think, had seen an episode or two, but I had never seen it. Yeah, it was a huge hit. I'm surprised yeah, was, that you had missed it. Yeah. What did you say? Like a, a 90 rating or something? Yeah, it had a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was 2008 to 2013. You know, this same thing happened to me with Friday Night Lights. I don't know how I missed it. I think oh. I maybe was like oh, yeah. in college yeah. or in that kind of housing where you just never like found yourself watching your little TV or whatever. And then I went back and was watching it. I was like, this is so good. Connie Britton is just such a gem. She's one of my favorite She's actresses. Great. Yeah. We might have, yeah. you guys, we might have to make a list for like September that's big shows you might have, or shows you might have missed. And we'll have like a saved kind of document or a saved like site people can go to just like throwing out good ideas of like what to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have my list for strong, tough women for for Tom tomorrow. I mean, we can just make keep on making lists um, all summer long because we are. There's no real new content coming out. There's a couple shows here or there, but we're not going to see a lot from here on out. It's whatever's been banked at this point. So production is is pretty much down unless it's an indie project. So I'm excited to talk about smaller TV shows and movies mm-hmm. that will be moving forward. Honestly, because we'll start to see the rise of a different type of filmmaker or TV showrunner. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I found this other show I'd never heard of before. It's called Gunsmoke. It's <gasps> Gunsmoke. <laughs> Send me the link. It's only about 70 years old. Is no. it in color or black and white? It's black and white. Yes, yeah. it is black and white. Are there, I am looking forward to finding other shows like Fringe, where Fringe was five seasons. I think there are 100 episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 yep. episodes I think it was ABC, five. I believe. So. Oh, okay. Really, yep. really good. And I'm looking forward to finding other things like that. It's... This this streaming thing might not work out. Uh, might might not help these actors and writers too much. But streaming right now as a as a business model is not working, and so that's going to be really? the big thing. Yeah, Disney's already looking at this point to selling off ABC. That's another thing that came out of kind of like Bob Iger's news, and also yep. ESPN. They are looking for a buyer for that. So we are going to see probably a lot of them merge coming up in the next few years because they cannot sustain this business model. Everyone tried to catch up with what Netflix was doing, and they dumped millions of dollars into this and didn't pay the creatives. And this is why we're in this sort of perfect storm of, of situations right now. Yeah, the world has changed completely. Matter of fact, I, I know a bunch of people got pissed off at me about three years ago because I was doing this little talk for, for, I don't remember what the hell the organization was. And they asked me about the future of radio. And, you know, we talked about television, all the rest of it. And I told them, I, you know, it's not that much further down the line when radio stations are going to be used to hail cabs and that's about it. And they got all pissed off at me, but that's the way we're... I mean, local news is the only thing you watch on television now that's not streaming, isn't it? And even that's streaming, if you yeah, want it I to mean, be. Every, the business model is going to change again. We're going to see Absolutely another revolution in our lifetime. I, even today, and I wish I had mentioned this to Bob, New York Times folded their sports department. Yes. They're now sending their readers to The Athletic. So it's really fascinating to watch how media is rapidly changing. We are all consuming content in a very different way. And Hollywood has been a little bit slow. And, and other industries that are sort of associated with Hollywood have been slow to adapt to all of this. But tech is five steps ahead of us. And if you're not paying attention, this is where we find ourselves in this like swirling down the drain situation. 
And we can stay ahead of it, obviously, some great entertainment out there, all the rest of it. The world changes, and it's, you know, I'm sure when the phone came along, whatever that was, in the, was it the 1930s or 40s or something like that, 30s, I guess? The 30s. I, I guess, I don't know, but look how that changed the world. I mean, it changed the world forever. Yeah. And yeah, we go yeah. through that constantly now. Every decade we go through one of those situations. The iPhone was the big game changer. Oh, God, yes. yes. Ironically, the only thing that doesn't change is radio. It, it doesn't progress at no, all. No, yeah, I, that's a very good point. I read a meme this weekend, I'll read it to you now, that I found to be, it's so true. And I know people use it as a joke, but I'm like, if you pull back the curtain, this is so true. It says, joke's on you, hot chick at the bar who gave me a radio station's phone number. I just won Harlem Globetrotter tickets <laughs> and, a Bud, and a Bud Light poncho. We've been giving away Harlem Globetrotter tickets. <laughs> tickets and Bud Light ponchos for 25 years now. It's the same as it <laughs> was back so in the mid-90s as it is today. It has not progressed. I was I worked on a radio station one time that gave out light bulbs. What? Light, light bulbs. It gave what out... What do you do with light bulbs? You, you, want a, mean... you want a packet of light bulbs and toothbrushes. That's what we gave away. That was radio. That was the big afternoon prize that you could win. <laughs> it's the phrase that pays, you get light bulbs. I mean, <sighs> I would almost take that over can koozies at this point in my life. Like a I pack don't of light koozie. No, I, I, like a pack of light bulbs at least I'll use at some point. <laughs> if I want a pack of koozies, I'd give them a fake address because I'm like, I don't even want them arriving at my house. No. <laughs> I understand that completely. All right, young lady, get back to work. Let's go. I will. I'll see you all tomorrow. And I've, I've got my list ready to go. It's right here. Woo-hoo. Sounds good. Thank you, my dear. Bye-bye. Um, we, got, we got two people coming on and spots all at the same time. How the hell are we going to do that? Well, we're going to, you know, I thought we were going to have our in-studio guest here already. They were supposed right. to be here at 745. Yeah. Uh, that's why I figured we'd put Chris now because he's calling from the other side of the globe. So we'd put him now. We'd push spots back just a little bit to be able to get it eight minutes in with him. But he hasn't called yet either. Are we on a different time schedule than everybody else? This is central yes, time. Yes, we're correct? on time. <laughs> okay. we, we better do the spots then. We can do that now. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, we can do that. We'll be right back right with this. Chris Miller will join us. Uh, Chris Eggert will join us. We've got two Chris's this hour. Now mm-hmm. we're talking. Right back. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. This is one of those topics that can get uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week. Things go very well. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. Not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create a new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, reach to the Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800-952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. So, if you've been following my progress with MinnesotaFatLoss.com, I've lost right at 27 pounds, and you can too with the MMFatLoss.com Summer Special, $200 off, now only through July 30th. I'm going into my maintenance phase. I can't recommend this program any higher. Of course, any fat loss program is going to take some effort, but honestly, with MMFatLoss.com comes secret to fat loss. This program was way easier than I expected. The maintenance program allows me to add back in some more of the foods I love and still maintain my weight loss. 
you will absolutely be able to lose weight like I've done and save $200 with their summer special. 200 bucks off. Now through July 30th, if you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, that's about a pound of fat every day. No exercise required. To schedule your free consultation, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Results may vary. Be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We got Chris Eggert waiting to come on. What's happening, Chrissy? We can bring Chris on right now. Yeah, may as well. I'll just Chrissy. pop him up there. There you go. There he is. Hi. Chrissy Eggert. I, I was cutting to the last minute there because somebody ruined the studio here and they had it all ripped apart, so I had to set it all up again. I don't know what's going on in the world, but nothing is going right today. And I mean, oh, really? nothing is going right today. Oh, it's like, well, what the hell? I'm glad to know it's not just me then. No, it, it, it literally sweeps the country or the world or something. You have those days when I, I, everybody you talk to is like, I don't know what the hell is going on, but nothing's going right. I hate Today's to like always kind of go with the blame it on the Monday thing, but yeah, yeah I guess that does seem be. to be a thing. Could be. Now, I, I do, I have to ask you a question. Yes, sir. Well, no, it's more I'd give you a compliment than ask you a question. Uh, I would, I'd like to thank uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News, because I watch it every morning now. I watch you every morning and I hear it today and all the rest of it. And I think it's so cool that you hired a nine-year-old. What's her name? Rochelle something? Uh, she's a reporter, wears glasses. What the hell is her name? Roxanne? Is that Renee. It? Is it Renee what? Renee. Renee. Renee what? Cooper, I think. Yeah, that's her. She's yeah. like, what, nine, ten years old, something she's like that? not nine. She just has a very youthful look. She has a, I mean, she's terrific. What I love about her, and I'm being very serious, she looks very youthful and very innocent, but she's a damn good reporter. She is a good reporter. She's she, really um, good, yeah. She works the, I know she works some days during the week, but she also does the weekend, and she was, she was covering the story for us yesterday of the police officer from Fargo who was killed, who oh, um, that's exactly originally, right. originally grew up in St. Michael. So that, that, yep. that was the story that she was working on yesterday. 23 years old. I know. Shot to death a 23-year-old. Doesn't even feel like 23 is old enough to be. I just so I young. Know. I know. It's terrible. No question. But I just, uh, yeah, that was tough to watch because they had the mayor of St. Michael, I think. Was that who it was that was on, on your show? So. I think so. I think mayor. Yeah. He did a great job, too, talking about the how horrible it is a 23-year-old wanted to be a police officer. He uh, took a job up in Fargo and ends up getting killed. Ugh. A very, very tough story. But you guys do a damn good job on that, you know, on the news because back in the day, 
when I was on the air at 5.30, I never got to watch. You guys are on what time now? Like 4.35 o'clock for the, the first, first crew goes on at 4.30. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Yeah. But it's yep. like this morning I was watching it at 4.30, and I didn't know if that was a... I assumed it was live, and it is live, but... Do you always get up that early? No, not always. Only I, I, I had to, I wanted to get some exercise this morning, so I, I went a few miles this morning before coming in. Um, it's kind of weird, and I don't know why, but but when I wake up in the morning once in a while, I go, today is going to be odd, and I don't know why. But it has been across the board. It's just been a very weird day. Why does that happen? Is it? I don't know. I'm, the- I'm with you, though. I'm totally with you. I actually was kind of feeling it last night. Maybe we. Yeah. Maybe it's a self fulfilling prophecy that you go to bed Sunday night and you're you're already thinking like, oh God, this week's going to be jacked. So you kind of get it stuck in your head, and then it just sort of I don't know. No, I don't think it's stuck in my head that somebody wouldn't show up for their interview. <laughs> Oh that, no! That was not stuck up, <laughs> stuck in my head. So it all works out in the end. Maybe they were stuck in Chicago for a girls' basketball tournament and totally forgot that they were supposed to be here. That's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. It's very specific, Chris Eggert. Yeah. I mean, it can happen, right, Rudy? Absolutely. Yeah, it can absolutely. happen. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's slogging along. Fine, we're supposed to supposed to have a guest here who also didn't show up. So we'll see what the hell's going on. But mm-hmm. that's cool. That's exciting. It's just one of those days, man, where nothing so far has gone right. It's just weird. Uh, News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold, call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation, bringing you Chris Eggert. But, yeah, I watch you guys every morning. I think you do a hell of a job. Well, I was the voice of Channel 5 Eyewitness News for, what, 20 years, 25 years? Quite a while, right? Long time. So I've always been a fan. And, I mean, what am I going to do? Watch somebody else's news when I've known, you know, the family since... The current big shot over there, I think she was like eight years old or seven years old or some damn thing. That's wild. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, like you have to, like you just have to support that person. Sorry. I, I've known her my whole life. I have to support Even when I was up against her, I had to support her. I know. So no, she's a very sweet person. How God, old don't are tell you, her Tom? 71. 71? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I thought you were 71. So this this is interesting. Um, ABC released their new Bachelor this morning. Mm-hmm. And he's 71, and yeah. it's a whole big thing because he's an older gentleman. Have you guys seen him? No. Uh, look up. Just Google it right now. <laughs> the dude looks like he's 45. I know. It's true. He's got, like, perfect teeth and tan, and he's all spelt. Oh, I would like, hit that. I would hit that. Like, that guy is hot. <laughs> see, 71, baby. Well, 71's not old anymore anyway. Yeah, I mean, people live to be – a lot of people live – my my aunt Marianne, I adore my aunt Marianne. This uh, this fall, she's going to be ninety years old. You wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah, I mean, well, ninety years old back in the day, I was like, oh my god, they're going to go any right. minute. Not right. anymore. Well, seventy one didn't seem particularly old to me, right? No, but I not guess anymore. Considering you've got, um, you know, the normal crew on that show is twenty to thirty year olds tops. I guess I could. I just like I was expecting something different. Like this guy right. looks like he came like straight out of Hollywood. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. the one problem I have with him is he's like there's too much like filters, fillers. His like he looks a little bit phony esque. That's like not my type at all. Like there. Oh really? Your exact quote was I'd hit it like thirty seconds. <laughs> I see. Like when I first saw the photo, his body legit. His face okay, but like. I mean, I've done worse, I'll say that. No, I have a friend, as a matter of fact, who's about to turn 80, 
if you looked at him, there is no way you'd think he was over like 55 or 60. No way. Yeah. People are just look a lot younger than they used. And he didn't go through a bunch of, you know, facial changes and all that stuff. It's just people don't age as much as they used to. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, God, I suppose that has to do with smoking and drinking and all that stuff. People don't do that anywhere near as much as they used to. I would think that might have a lot to do with it, actually. Right, right. So I guess in the long run, that's a good thing, right? Would you, uh, if Catherine weren't in the picture, would you ever consider like doing a show like that or something? No, God, no. <laughs> I, watched I don't that. even want to do this show for Christ's sake. <laughs> pain in the ass every day. Fair, fair, but I, I would, I would pay top dollar to watch you be the oh, best. I would watch that so hardcore. I'd uh -huh. have to do the Richard Pryor thing though. I would, and they'd be all offended by it. But I'd have to walk out and look at the women, and go, "Bitch, what's wrong with you?" See, I'd have to go with the Richard Pryor. I loved Richard Pryor more than any comedian ever born. Funny dude. Tom God, would go, he's funny. like, on one one day, these people go on, like, two or three dates, right? Oh, they like, do? The guy okay. does. Tom would be half through one date and be like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done for the day. Like, I don't want to do. Look at the look time. Look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, what's what's wrong with it? What did they get? I just oh. mean you'd be exhausted for having to, like, pretend to care about oh. three potential mates. Like, Yeah, that'd be tough. Because you have to be fake. You have to be that fake. Because be you tough. can't possibly be enthralled with three people on three dates, including, like, skydiving and then, like, deep, you know, wa uh, underwater fishing. Like, you do all these, like, big things, too. They're and not, scuba like... Scuba dive and all that stuff, huh? And they do all the things really? on The Bachelor. It's, like, very much so next, next, next. And then always, like, cue sob story. And my big thing I would suck at is they have to sit there with their meals on their plate and talk. And the whole time I'd be like, oh, I want to eat this so bad. Like, I just want to eat my food so bad as I were like, tell us, tell us your most traumatizing stories. You're like, as a kid, I was never allowed to play with oh, the other God. kids. And I'd just be like staring at the food like, <laughs> when can we eat this? full-on spaghetti. I, want I would this. just eat because if you can't eat around them, then you got no shot of that relationship going anywhere, right? But it's not because they can't eat around each other. It's because for editing, the show is done, they try to do it in such an efficient way that oh. they don't, they play with, you know, when people say things. And so they don't want to mess with the food because it would be an issue with like, oh, yeah. only half was, you know what I mean? So they literally, continuity, continuity yeah. thank you, yes. Ooh, continuity, Mr. pardon TV. me. Yeah, I'm a continuity. It's my business, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. So any big headlines coming up in the news this morning? I mean, we had those officers, the situation in Fargo yeah, over the yep. weekend. That, was, that, that was obviously a big story. And um, there's a fire at an apartment or a condo townhouse-like uh, complex in Otsego this yeah, morning. I saw that too. Uh, I think we were just getting some new video uh, into the newsroom a little bit ago, which apparently was, was – uh, was fairly dramatic. Um, there was a, there's also a Morrison County Sheriff's deputy who was hit uh, in Piers. It sounds like he was doing um, like traffic enforcement after some kind of an event and uh, he got hit, which so it was a, not a, not a good weekend for uh, law enforcement officers. Oh, Another so he reminder. Was, he was standing in the street. He was standing I in the street was, directing yeah, traffic. Yeah, I oh, think so. Okay. Yeah, that's very dangerous. Like. And then obviously the, the big lotto, man. Everyone's all about the lottery thing. The Powerball's pushing a billion dollars. I heard you say that this morning, watching you. That's insane. A billion dollars, and you would end up if they do you do the buyout on you. Would you end up with like six hundred million or something? I think something like that. That's good. We'll take that. 
I'm right now am at a point where I would almost kill a man for about seven dollars. <laughs> why, why is that, Chris Eggert? Uh, I I don't know. Just everything. Uh, I I can't even. You can't even wrap your head around what how life changing the, a lottery win like that. And that would like generations and generations of people, uh, you know, of your family. Theoretically, I knew a, a couple that won the lottery. I think they won like eleven million dollars when it was all said and done. Yeah, yeah, and it changed their lives forever. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, it did. very nice people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, have you ever known anybody who's won a lottery? Uh, one of my friends' brother won oh, okay. um, a pretty significant amount, and I think I just met him at his kid's graduation party a couple weeks ago. Um, but he didn't. He wasn't. He, he didn't have a monocle on the top hat or anything, so I didn't know it was him. Well, there you go. Like get uh, it because he's rich from Monopoly. Get yeah, it. I got it. It was what? a Monopoly guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, will you explain it more so we can laugh? They're not big into doing that anyway, Chris. So don't worry about wow. it. Wow. Wow. Uh, and then uh, I was just reading this before I came in here today uh, in the New York Times. Well, I started reading it because I couldn't completely read it because they've got a paywall. But apparently uh, divorce parties are the new hot thing. Divorce party? Oh, having a house party? Like having a party to celebrate your broken marriage. Why is failing a good thing? Well, I think that it's like, what do they say? The end of an error. They throw themselves a party. They call it the end of an error. You know what, though? <laughs> I would actually be more apt like to, at this point to be invited to a divorce party and, and give a present than when you have somebody, you know, that has happy stuff going on because maybe they need a party more, you know, and maybe they actually need a toaster. Unlike, you know, uh, me in my 30s when I got married to Justin, we had two toasters. The last thing we needed was more stuff. So... Maybe there's more of a reason to have a registry. That does, that does make, uh, I mean, I never even thought about it from just the practical standpoint. I, I think the whole deal is like just an emotional thing. Like, party, you're rid of him now. You go, girl. But like, Get your- maybe they need that mantra, you know, because they're crying at night and they just need everyone around them to be like, you're going to do great. This is the, the first day of the rest of your life. And they're like at home then. Ah. Yeah. That's true. Well, a lot of anger and sadness, boy. Let's celebrate that, shall we? Yeah. Right. We oh, had a support um, your friends, though. Yeah, support your friends. I've been support. I've had friends that got divorced. It's rough. It is not easy for them. I'll tell you that. We had a, a couch that made the rounds in our family for several years that we <laughs> called the divorce couch. <laughs> okay. And what was that all about? I'm scared. Is it like an omen? Like, will if you if I get it, will I get a no, divorce? I, well, like, no. It was. It was at the point in your marriage when things weren't working out anymore and you were starting off on your own. Yeah. You got the, the divorce, divorce couch would be there for you and to help you decorate wherever it is that you're moving now. Uh, it, it made the rounds in my family. It was kind of like a really funny thing. That we always joke about the divorce. That's couch. really funny. It's an omen after the effect. Like, oh. yes, you know, I got to tell you a very, and it's all perception. There's no question about it. And Andy and Alex still bring it up once in a while. Catherine and I got into an argument once. And we didn't like to argue in front of the kids. I just don't think that's a good idea. But we got in an argument about, I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was not heated, but it was teetering on it. Many years later, I still have Andy and Alex going, remember that time mom and you almost got divorced? <laughs> it's like, what? What are you doing? 
I wonder about. where they get their drama from. Yeah, Catherine, there's no question yeah, about it. There's yeah. no there's no getting around. She's very dramatic. Yeah. There's no question about yeah. that. But no, they literally thought the one argument we had in front of them that we were getting a divorce. That was it, huh? <laughs> it's like, no. God, I, I hate to imagine what my kids think. Boy, it's got to be a bitch to go through all the, a divorce like that. I got My mother and father got to, well, my father was gone, so it, wasn't a, it was kind of a fake divorce because he was never coming back anyway. So, I, I, yeah, that's got to be tough going through divorce, man. I, I really, um, I have, obviously, we've all had several friends or had it ourselves or, you know, whatever the sitch might be. Yeah. Um, I have the utmost respect for people who can work out the kid thing. Yeah. Yep. The parents co-parent in a, you know, of a, a very cordial relationship. They put the kid first. I, I think that's very admirable. Yeah. It's I, I, huge. Mean, I, I know it wasn't really that way for me when I was growing up, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even think my, you know, I don't even think they really even wanted to look at each other and, oh, uh, God. you know, so I, I do, I do. And I think that's the right way to do it. Right. But it takes a big person to be able to, to be able to, to do it. Yeah. I think that's probably true. I guess yeah, and I, to make this not political, cause I don't mean for this to be political at all. So I won't identify who it is. You'll, you'll know who it is anyway, I guess, but I don't want to bring it up. I don't understand how it is that your son can have a child with a, another woman who not, they're not married, but they have a child and you will not acknowledge that child, filed suit to make sure that child didn't use your last name. I mean, it's still your grandkid. I don't care whether how the kid got there. It's your bloodline. It's still your, I don't know how the hell you could treat your own grandchild like that. I just don't get it. You're, I assume you're talking about uh, Joe Biden. Has, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, they went out of their way to piss all over that little kid, and I and I didn't want to make this political. I was just yeah. talking about a generation to generation yeah, thing. Yeah, I have no idea how that would happen. I mean, oh god, that's horrible. Yeah, it's a little kid. Yeah, don't I mean, do that. Anytime I hear any stories like that, I just want to be like, we have a bunk bed. Like, I'll take the kid. Like, just <laughs> exactly. Give me the child. Like, I I'm love just, kids, man. I like, love them. How in what world? I mean. In what world? In what world would you have this grandkid out there? And, and you're financially no doing way. well. Because I know there are situations where it is the right move to make for people to put up their kids for adoption. Yeah, I understand that. And yep. absolutely. And you, yep. you do what you Better have for to the do. Kid. Yeah, you do what you have to do. If you're barely surviving or you just don't have the mental, physical, actual resources no, I understand to raise that. a kid. Yep. But if you do... And you don't want that child in your family. I don't understand you. I, I, we will never see eye to eye. I don't understand how you just don't go, well, as a family, we take this kid in. This is our kid. That's what you do. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what I've just, but it, you can't, he made sure legally she couldn't use their last name. I mean, why? What are you doing? Why? why? Like, like, calm down. Now, you know, I'll, I'll give you the opposite of that. Fawn, my daughter's daughter, my granddaughter, seven years old, she went to see Cirque du Soleil yesterday. Yeah. Oh, she, she thought she was in heaven for Christ's oh, sake. Oh, I bet. She was so excited and just couldn't believe all this wonder in front of her. See, that's what little kids are all about, man. Enjoy that. It's, Step up. You would have thought yesterday. So we, uh, me and Gogo, jumped in with uh, Rudy and his family. We're celebrating Father's Day at the brewery near us, so they invited us. You would have thought Gogo was at uh, the same kind of caliber of event, the way that she was getting passed around and people were letting her play with things on the table. Like, 
It's just so cool when you're I around guess, a Chris, community. you and I don't get invited to these things, huh? That's, uh, you want to come? Yeah. You want to come to a Chan Hassan Brewery? No. I know. Uh, is, that the, is that the one that used to be the Perkins? That's a brewery now. And, and, you know what? It has the look of an old Perkins. So yeah, it I is. bet. It is. Yeah, it's I bet right that's the one. To, it's right next to um, Taco Bell the place the, and the Taco Bell and all that. Yeah, that yeah. used to yeah. be a Perkins. Yeah, yeah. It, when we pulled up, I was like, they did not build this as a standalone for a brewery. You could tell, you know, like when right. you drive past an old Pizza Hut, but it says H and R Block. You're like, ah, yep. that was a Pizza Hut. It had a look of like an old chain restaurant. So yeah, so that makes sense that it was a Perkins. Yeah, a I got a buddy who bartends there from time to time. So I haven't been there yet. Is it good? Great beers. It was yeah, so fun too. Because I had like a half second pulling up where I was like, oh, should I have brought Go Go? Like I'm bringing Go Go to a bar, and then I pulled up and they have this great backyard with like fun stuff. And then key is Rudy and his friends and family are like so obsessed with babies. I didn't hold my baby once. And that <laughs> is a win when you're at an event. But I mean, the joy of the children was comparable to what I was talking about. Absolutely. Isn't that great? I love that. And, yeah. you know, uh, Rudy's daughter, who I love, who I'm like still trying to admit, make her admit that we're best friends, but she's a teenager. So we're working on that. And then like... Your, uh, Rudy has a niece, Alice, who kept walking around with Gogo. It was just very, it was just your vibe. You wouldn't have wanted to go, but you would have had a blast if we would have invited you. Which you're never going to, so it'll all work out yeah. in the end. Mm-hmm. Maybe next time. Oh, yeah, forget it. You had your chance. No, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> you're out of the mix. <laughs> you're such a baby. Yeah. So on the Cirque du Soleil thing, Tom, did they talk? Somebody was telling me that they um, one of the coolest parts of that was they had some people suspended in balloons. Yes. They were like bouncing all around the crowd. And running into like crowd members. People could push them up. Yes. insane to me. No way. You were there too? No. Oh, but, they, heard, but Vaughn that, told yeah. you every little detail. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's insane. He's trying to th- hey, Bop Bop, why don't we get some balloons and float you around the room? I was like, yeah, good. What a great <laughs> idea. Good plan. I know, right? You've made such a, like, a magical childhood to them that the casual asks that they have are hilarious. But see, that's oh, jumping back to that again. And I, again, this is not a political thing at all. It's about being a grandfather and a father and being responsible and all the rest of it. Why do you want that joy out of little children are nothing but joy for unless you raise them wrong and that's your fault. But I don't know how you could do that. I, I would just to hear that little seven year old so damn excited about because she had never heard of Cirque du Soleil before. She'd never seen it before, obviously. It just. And, you know, you get out there for you. Well, he's now five. Uh, their son, he gets out there, and he's got a golf club in his hand. He can hit a, he can hit a ball like 150 yards already, and he's five years old. Yeah. And he just loves that. Watching the joy from that kind of thing is a huge part of life for me, uh, no doubt. Sage came to our house. And, Sagey. Yeah, and he. we have a net in our basement. My husband's Uh-oh. obsessed with golf. Uh-oh. And he looked at Sage like, how, how, how do we make this happen? Because <laughs> oh. he kept hitting balls into the net. Yeah, was like, a good, he's going to be a good player. I know. It he was is, pretty no fun to watch it. him. Which I don't know. It's not a bloodline thing because he, yeah. he's got grandpa and he's got his father and we're both okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there is, you go. Is Alex good at golf? Not yet. She uh, would be if yeah. she ever gave a rat's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine is really good, but she doesn't care. Yeah, but again, that's not fair. So you know, five eleven weighs about one hundred and ten pounds or something. Yeah, you can really get those arms back there and get them through. And no, it's I, I, don't walk away from joy in your life by just no. just because it doesn't look good to you or the, your son got drunk and had sex with a woman or what. So a child came from it. Calm down. 
Right? Yeah. yeah. Relax. Have fun. My mom is the worst. So when I was a teenager. <laughs> My mom is the worst. Well, when I was a teenager, That's she nice. used to tell me, Brittany, if you got pregnant, it really wouldn't be that bad. Oh, see? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, that's a family attitude right there. She's like, we would raise it. We'd have fun. I was like, oh, okay, good to know. But let's, let's try to wait that one out a little. But no, no question. That was my, my mom's baby crazy. And yeah, so who isn't? I know. I right? love the little kids are the best. Yeah. Although they will say things to you that it's like, don't talk to me like that. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, Gogo already has this ability to make me feel this big. Oh, yeah. She'll do this, like, run up to me where she's with her arms out, and then, like, an immediate turnaround to her dad, and I'm mm -hmm. like, betrayal. Like, the shade is real. Yeah, wait till she's 16 doing that. <laughs> I can't. I keep going, she won't be that way, right? That is a different world, isn't it? So what else is in the news? Anything good? Oh, good. Um, yeah, we had a nice story about a, uh, well, I, I don't know that it's a good story. It, um, it, it could be a good story. Uh, it was down in Carver County. Uh, this big, cute St. Bernard somehow got stuck in the mud. Aww. And um, somebody who was passing by on a kayak or a canoe, they called the sheriff's office and they came out and rescued the dog because it couldn't get out of the mud. And we have a we have a picture of it. It's just this big old St. Bernard. He's just covered in mud. He looks like he's probably like an adolescent. He's not like big and girthy yet. He's just, you know, kind of lanky, um, which is that was a really uh, cute story we had this morning. But the I don't know the backstory. Like, I don't know how the dog yeah. ended up there. Whose dog um, is it? It got reunited with the owner. I guess I'm going to. Oh, I'm not going to assume anything. I don't know what the backstory is, but it was a nice, you know, they saved the dog, Tom. That's a nice story. That is a very nice story, no question about it. And particularly a St. Bernard, of course. Very. They're weird. cool dogs. Have you guys ever had one or known no. anybody who had one? I fostered one. Did that, you? Yeah, yeah, it was 130 pounds. Oh. And it was 30 pounds underweight. Oh, yeah, I could, yeah. His name was Pickles, and he if he Pickles didn't want to do something, he just laid down, and you're like, okay. Like, if he didn't want to come inside, I was like, come on, Pickles. He's like, no, and I'm like, good point. Like, <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah, there, you can't, I mean, that's a big dog. Yeah, I love that dog. You know what's so funny about that? Big dogs, my whole life I've been dealing with this because some people find it really stupid, but I kind of like it. My father's last name was Bernard. My mother's last name was Dane. So you got St. Bernard and Great Dane. Those are uh -huh. the two biggest dogs on earth, aren't they? And they made this yeah. big dog. And they made this big dog. Big dog. <laughs> you big, what are you, oh, you're getting clipped up for oh, the news? Oh, make sure the continuity is okay. What the hell's that all about? Get the earplugs in? It must be nice to be TV. Well, I just put my earplug in. It's Ugh. fine. No, I, you just, you know, moving on. You know, I. by the way, thank you for announcing today that Hannah's on her way back. I saw that on TV today. I'm glad you caught that. Yes, so that's I, good. I just texted her a couple of weeks ago, and she she said sometime in August, which it reminds me I've got to send her a gift because I haven't done that yet. Well, that's all right. It's only been seven, eight months. What the hell? Yeah, the kid's already going off to college. And... <laughs> if you exactly. need any good ideas, I can send you some links. Okay. I don't, I my to... idea is I'm a pretty practical guy. Like I'm gonna send like eight boxes of diapers. Oh, right? that's like, so legit. So legit, yeah. No question about it. So she's happy, everybody's healthy, everything's good? I think so, yeah. She's been good. posting a bunch of pictures of the little baby on uh, Facebook. And uh, it's so cute. You forget how little they are. Mm -hmm. And 
He's like he was a pretty he's a chunk of a little kid, but oh my gosh, he just seems tiny. He's like a little football, and I'm like, oh dear. They used to be that size, didn't they? Did you tell her that I miss her walking behind you uh, during the show every day? I I can't wait for her to come back and feel <laughs> the. I agree. She's terrific. She's I never a met very her in person, nice. I don't think. She's a very fun person to have around. She's one of the people who like would never, if it was like the crappiest day in the world, she would never, you know, let on to it or show any. You know, she's just pretty positive person, okay. which is good. We all need somebody like that in our lives. Yeah, don't we? Yeah. Where am I going to find one? I don't know, but it's hard after Chris's segment when you were like, a dog was rescued, but who knows his circumstances after he gets out of the well, mud. I'm just saying, I don't want to call it a happy ending. I'm just being real. I'm just like, being realistic. I don't know what happened. Let us enjoy a win once in a while. Listen, I'm not going to sit. I, I had a big conversation with my son about something about this last night. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I don't know X, Y, Z. Like if that's, if that makes me a bad person, Brittany, I'll, then I'm a bad person. No, I'm sure there's other reasons. So don't worry. We'll cover our bases there. <laughs> what was that? I just, I just read your lips there, buddy. <laughs> yep. I didn't I did. say it though, did I? <laughs> you didn't say it, but I saw your lips, man. Really? We'll add it in post. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Right. Good. I had some, by the way, speaking of that, I, somebody texted me something you posted on social last week about the, the new nickname or something or other. Mm -hmm. Did Chris get a new nickname? Rudy's joke of egg girth. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, finally, one of my friends saw it and texted it to me this morning. So I hope you're happy with yourselves. <laughs> I you should be thanking us. <laughs> I don't think anyone was ever going along with the nickname. I have no <laughs> I think they not. <laughs> Nobody's jumped on board with that one just yet. No. He's trying to make it happen at the workplace. Did you guys hear? <laughs> People are calling me this. <laughs> yep. I got to ask you a question. I was asking these guys about, what's his name, Gilgo? Yeah. The killer? And they don't even know who that is. Well, Gilgo was the name of the beach, I think. It's Gilgo that... Beach, yeah, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Did I don't you... know what the, I don't remember what the dude's last name was, but what a. Yeah, it's like Henneman or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's something like that. But did I, did I tell you yet about the five emails I've gotten? And probably more by now, the five emails no. I've gotten. Uh -uh. Three from uh, people I know and two from listeners. Boy, that guy could be your cousin. Oh, thank you. He's a mass murderer, and he looks just like me. That's great news. I you didn't think it? he looked like you. Good. Uh, Brittany doesn't either. I don't either. I no, think that's a stretch. But he does look like, he looks like he could be anyone's uncle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Right? Like, just sort of, like, hey, I've, I've seen that guy at the church potluck. Like, he yeah. sort of has that <laughs> right. regular, yeah, God, what a, uh, it sounds like it's going to be. Like, they might have just, this might just be the tip of the iceberg on that, too, it sounds like. Don't, don't think it's probably a total of 11 or 12 women that he killed over the years? Yeah, and, I, and apparently searching his phone records and stuff, he right. had still been regularly interacting with, you know, uh, prostitutes or sex workers or, or whatever. I don't know what the politically correct, correct word is. Sorry if I used the wrong word, but have they ever figured out psychologically what that's all about, that you want to reach out and have sex with someone and then kill them? I don't really understand that. I don't know, but there was a, there was a show on Netflix, mind Hunter that came out. Oh yeah. Good show. Oh my God. What a good show. But you're also like disturbing all at the same yeah. time. 
And they don't, they didn't renew that. Like it's, it just ended. Yeah. Right. Like I was very disappointed by that. Yeah. Who uh, what was the guy again? The mine hunter. Um, it was uh, the famous guy. Oh, the one who actually made the book and the, did the profiling. Yeah. I yeah. forget his name. The hell was his name again? Really, really good. Yeah, I don't remember. We used to have the... on once in a while talking about that stuff. Creepier uh, than hell. Johnny Douglas or no, uh, yeah, Johnny Douglas. Is that who it is? Uh, yes. Serial, he was the one. The character built is based on the pioneering FBI agent Robert K. Wrestler as well. They had mm -hmm. based on two. Yeah. It's a tough road to hoe, man. So what else you got going today, Mr. Eggert? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, on, uh, coming up on Minnesota Live, we're going to sample I'm some talking about your personal life. Able skeevers. That's what? my personal life. You ever What's heard of that? Abel Skeever. Yeah, it's like some Danish, like, apple dough ball uh, oh. sweet thing. Really? Yeah. I know That's, nothing I'm about looking that. forward to that, Tom. That is my work, but it's also the biggest thing I have to look forward to personally today. Well, it's more than I got, so consider yourself <laughs> lucky. You want me to drop one by? Uh, an over, apple like, skeever? What is it? I'll bring you an, an Abel Skeever. Abel Skeever. Able skeever. So it's Apple is an able in Scandinavia? Yes, I okay. guess. I did not know that. I don't know. I'm going to find out. Okay, well, let give us a report tomorrow. I will. If I'm, I actually, I don't even know whether we're going to get the able skeevers, which I will be really disappointed. <laughs> oh, oh, nothing is worse as being a part of a segment where you don't get the food out. Yeah, they're like, oh, these things are so good, blah, blah, blah. And then you don't have any. You're like, oh. Yeah, that's depressing. I, Why yeah. wouldn't they give one to the host? That's weird. Well, the lady's out in Tyler because they have like Abel's oh, days see. or something. Okay. okay. So I don't know. I, I'm from a practical standpoint. I'm guessing we don't have any Abel's skeevers oh, today. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Looks like you're headed to, for those Fritos up next. Yep, uh, going to be walking right over there for some uh, Fritos or some uh, peanut M and M's. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay, you guys have a good day. You Bye. Too. Thanks a lot. Chris Eggert, ladies and gentlemen, take a break. Be right back in just a couple of minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. We've been hearing about the new technology offered at Twin Cities Premier Health for the treatment of ED. It's one of those topics that can get uncomfortable to talk about, but the truth is, if new technology can improve your life by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction, why wouldn't we want to talk about it? Look, I've been going there for, I think I'm on my sixth treatment this week. Things go very well. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. Not a big deal at all. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create a new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. If, like so many of my listeners, you aren't interested in continuing to take a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection and wipe all the spontaneity out, Reach to the Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer. A free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. This is valued at $800, 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number, 952-395-4346 for their office. Or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com. Be sure to tell them Tom Bernard sent you. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killabrew. 
Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field. Or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillows, regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Well, your plan's working, sister, so move forward. You heard me. We're doing a good job at that. Indeed. Uh, I don't know what this is all about. Could um, we, uh, Maybe we could all learn something at the same time. We all have people in our lives who are always late for everything. <coughs> Alex. Anyway. Is she you're always late? Alex? Yeah. At least a half hour. Was it always that way? Was it always. Before? Okay, so it's oh, not yeah. the kids thing. No, no. She's always been late. I have a friend who's always late, and yep. it drives me crazy. I'll even lie to her about the time. Oh, yeah, we do that now. <laughs> yeah, if you could be here at, uh, let's see, the thing starts at noon. If you could be here at 1130, that'd right? be really great. I did it yesterday to my girlfriend. What's that? I, she goes, what time are we leaving? I said 11 a.m. There you go. We were not leaving until 11 a.m. We were leaving at 1130, and guess who walked in the door at 1127? Oh, yeah. And was she like, I'm sorry, I'm late? Yeah, well, well of, no. I, that's how I knew. She was like, oh, are we ready to go? I was like, yep. And she's like, am I on time? And I was like, you are, because I told you a half hour earlier yeah. so you would get here on time. Was she mad? Not at all. Because okay. she knows she knows who she is. Know thyself, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So why do that? Because Alex doesn't know why she's always late. I've asked her, why are you always late? And she has no idea. Does she know why she's always late? You know, no, but I think there is something magic. I was magic- talking to Rudy. Oh, there. sorry. I, noticed that. I was looking right at him. Oh, and everything. okay. You know, don't worry about that. Yeah. I would say the reason why, and it, it, I feel it's more with women than it is with men, that women are definitely much more later than You don't think so? Justin is. If it was up to Justin, we'd be late all the time. I'm neurotic, though. Really? Yeah, I, I can't do late. Mm. Is that a radio deal, you think? I don't know. Maybe military? Oh, me. military. Yeah, like, that's true. Even yep. with the baby, if I say, I have to literally go, hey, I can't come until she wakes up from a nap. Is that okay? Like, I clear everybody, like, what's going on? Because I hate that feeling if I... I I, w- I hate it. I hate being late. I have anxiety Me around too. it. I'm like, let's just get in the car and go there. Sometimes I'll be at things and be like two blocks down on my phone because I don't want to be the creepy one who's 15 minutes early. Yeah. yeah. Well, isn't that part of that, you think, like 
voiceover and cutting commercials, being on the radio. Right. You always have to be on time for that stuff. Yeah. Rudy, you're really pun- you're both really punctual, so maybe that is a radio thing. It might be. Yeah, I, I hate showing up somewhere. I, I know it's cliche, but that old adage of if you are on time, you're late. Yeah. I hate that. Like, yeah. be early. Oh, be yeah. early. Yeah. yeah, be there right away. Well, then I get in my head about parking and about things like that. And if oh, I'm with yeah. the baby, we're even earlier. And that's, like, been really uh, probably good for me is that accepting that I could be five minutes late. Like, let's change the baby quick. Let's, you know, like, take some of that anxiety off me because people are okay with it. But even when we went to that high, high dinner, I was there, like, 15 minutes early because yeah. I was like, you never know with parking. This is Minneapolis. Sure. What's a high, high dinner? Uh, it, the restaurant's called High, High. Oh, it's called High, High. The yeah, restaurant yeah. is. Okay. There you, I, yeah, I don't know why people are. I think maybe it is the fact that I've been in a business now since I was a teenager, so I'm just... I am hardly ever late. Is Catherine really punctual as well? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Not always, but pretty much. Is Does sometimes she tell you to like calm down because you want to get in the car 10 minutes earlier than you were planning to? No. She's pretty good about that yeah. stuff. Because I'm like, my husband, I'll, I'll say, let's leave by 7. And all of a sudden, I'll be like, you know what? It's 6.50. We should just leave. And he's like, calm down. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does he want to hang out? I don't know. He's more lackadaisical. And him and Alex have that in common. And I feel like that's probably, in some ways, like somewhere in the meeting in the middle is a better way to be because it usually is fine if you roll in at that time or a minute late. And the the anxiety I have around it is debilitating. Like, I am learning more and more that, especially with this one-year-old, that you just don't know what time you're going to get places sometimes. Well, I mean, I'll give you an example. This show starts at 7 a.m. Yeah. We're always here before the show. Yeah. The family show... Uh, well, now it starts at like 10.25, I think it is, something yeah. like that. But we have people showing up. Oh, well, they'll be. It's like my family. Well, Andy's always on time. He's always here before anybody else is. But yeah. Catherine and Alex can, well, I'll be there. See, that, that's the one. Yeah, for the podcast, Catherine is late once in a while. Yeah. I don't know why, but it just, I guess that's what it is. Since I was a teenager, I had to be on time to start shows. So it's just in my head to be on time. There's less repercussions for a woman when she's late. Oh, really? Are you sure? I, I yes. I'm gonna. T- I will die on this hill because go ahead and ask any guy who's ever gone on a date, like in your 20s, and a girl shows up 37 minutes late for the date. Guess who's still gonna sit at that restaurant for an extra 37 minutes? Where for a guy who's showing up, she, she's not waiting that long. I do have to say there is an uneven amount of prep that needs to happen for me to look date ready than it is for you to look date ready. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, you guys are ready right now, looking great. But like, well, that oh, she she doubled back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you look fantastic. <laughs> oh, That's what I meant. You could go with a uh-huh. rose and sit at a table and attract every <laughs> little bee in the restaurant. Uh, but yeah, I maybe the repercussion. But like work wise, I think it falls the same. Right? Like if I'm constantly late, I'm gonna get fired. We need to fire it anyway, so what's the difference? I know, true. So I might as well just enjoy my time yeah, in the enjoy, morning. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. you know. It all works out in the end. That's so. true. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I'm thinking it's probably because of the job. Well, again, doing voiceover. You're late to do voiceover. You ain't going to be doing it for long. No. I will tell you that. Because they're paying a lot of studio type, pay a lot of money for yeah. the studio. If you show up late, they ain't going to like that too much. Yeah. Oh, God, right? And you lose those jobs. And if you're known as being somebody who's inconsistent. But... And yeah. now, of course, they've destroyed the business. Hollywood has, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> Hollywood likes to destroy a lot of things. You ever notice that? 
Um, well, I just have never been involved in any of those things, so I just kind of hear it peripheral from you. Do you think that it also has to do with people now just doing stuff from their house and like the well, availability yeah, yeah, for? Maybe. Yeah. And people, well, you guys probably both feel this. People will take jobs that you wouldn't take for that price, and they go, "Well, this person will do it for dirt cheap because they're trying to get into the industry." I'm mm -hmm. sure that happens all the time. Well, it's all dirt cheap now, so there you go. There you go. Yeah, Hollywood destroyed the business. There's no question they did. Um, are and you, New York, Hollywood and New York. Are you finding that, and t like, is it because they wanted named people? They wanted, like, named No, they wanted all the money. It's oh, always about money, always. True. Whether it's politics or that kind of business or whatever, it's about money. There's yeah. no question about it. That's why you hear so many bad commercials now. I mean, I hear some voiceover. You must go through this watching television. You hear some of those voiceovers like, oh, my God, that's terrible. My family gets so angry at me because I'm, <laughs> I'm the only one who doesn't. I don't, I, I don't skip through commercials. I sit and I, right. I watch and I listen right. and I, I want to know where we're at as a society. Yep. I want to see yep. what's up. And they're like, could you please fast forward? I'm like, no, this is, this is how I make money. Yeah, yep. yeah. so I, I want to let people know that we're watching commercials. I'm one of the only few that... I refuse to skip through it. Like the, when you're on a, especially when they got to the the dials in the the radio in the car, when you could just preset. As soon as a commercial came on, you could just hit the next radio yeah, station. Yep. I'm like, no, 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 keep it here. I want to see what people are doing. Yeah. No, it's very, very true. It, yeah, the world has changed a lot as mm -hmm. far as that is all concerned. No question about it. And I mean, that's one thing about streaming, because you can certainly, you know, watch streaming shows that have commercials in them. Mm -hmm. And then you have the option, and I, I, it costs a little more, but I don't know how much more it costs. I have no idea. And a lot of things I watch, you don't have, if there's commercials, you don't have the options to fast forward. No, you don't. No. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, which, like, I, you know, in, in theory, like, right, like, I would love just to go from thing to thing, but in appreciating what we're trying to do here, I go, I'm fine with that. I mean, mm -hmm. they're, they're always minimal, and then they're... You get they get more bang for their bucks. There's like two per, you know, in between breaks. But Rudy, did you also notice that like voiceover people are not very like since you're in the industry as well and you've been listening to commercials, do you find that like there seems to be lacking talent in the commercials as well? Or what's the trends you're seeing? I, I'm noticing that it's definitely people that have higher voices now. Okay. Really? And it's yeah, it's it's definitely I don't know if it's just, to, and maybe it just kind of is very indicative of where we're at for uh, society when it comes to men. Because if you hear a lot of men on commercials now, it's everybody with a higher voice. And they're always like, come on down to ITT Tech where you can get a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and you don't hear yeah. those big booming voices anymore because maybe it's like a, subconsciously they're going, we don't want to be associated with toxic masculinity. We, we, we don't I need, wouldn't doubt you it. You know what I mean? So yep. that, that's why they find somebody who has that higher voice. And, and women in particular, I mean, they can do voiceover well into their 70s and 80s because their mm. voices typically don't change. Yeah, that's true. Do you... Um do you think that they study those things, or do you think it's just what is trending around them? Like, do you think it's actually they've done deep dives into what works better, or do you think well, it's just, like, what they feel will work better? I think Rudy made a good point in the fact that we're so worried about, well, like I said earlier, there was a woman on the news this morning, or, yeah, it was early this morning, who claimed that people of color don't have as much time to work out as white people do. Like, where do you even get an idea like that? Sure. Well, That's even ridiculous. Even nowadays, try putting just a, a black woman and a black man as a couple together in a commercial. Mm -hmm. They would they would shoo you out of the business. 
It's like you have to have somebody, you have to have one white, you have to have one black, there has to be a multi-ethnic child in the mix. It's like, well, that's a black guy and a white girl. How did they make an Asian baby? But Don't they, worry about it. Don't worry yeah, about the math. Well, come on, Tide. I need some answers. But it is Tide. Yeah. He's trying to get the backstory. But yeah, but they do that because they're afraid. They're afraid that if they don't do it, then people are going to come and, and not buy their product anymore. And well, there are a lot of black families in commercials now. Absolutely. There yeah. are a lot. But yeah. you but you have to have, you know, white woman, black man, or vice versa. Or, boy, they just, man, they, they're not a big fan. Well, the thing about it is if there is a white man in the commercial, he's always a moron. Always. Always, yeah. I didn't get that, honey. How did you come up with this? Like, oh, God. Yeah, the wife walks out of the house. She's like, okay, sweetie, don't forget. I'm going to be gone until Monday. We got it under control. And then she walks out to the car and goes, oh, I forgot my charger and walks back in. The place is a disaster. <laughs> Already. You know what's so yeah, right? Yeah. Is I think that was true three years ago. And I think now we've had such a backlash on that that now we are dealing with they always have the husband who is the, the house husband. Yeah. Like, now I think the backlash is so now pretending that that is the norm. And I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's not the norm or is the norm. It's, you know, it can be all of the norm. I don't care. But I do notice that it's, like, all of a sudden Target and these, like, meals and stuff like that are made by, like, it's the men who's at home doing the thing, which is fine. But it's, yeah, like, you see that, yeah. that seems like to be trending now. But it's never a honky. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. White dudes are breaking into houses on your ADT commercial. Exactly. <laughs> That's just That's exactly a funny right. 30 Rock about that, uh-huh. about how they're like, old school racism's coming back. I saw a black guy in an ADT, ADT, ADT commercial. And he goes, well, what, what do you mean? He goes, well, I thought it wouldn't be because Obama's in office. And they're like, that's who's bringing it back. They're not scared of us anymore. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was just funny because it was like, yeah. um, you know, they show a clip of this ADT of somebody breaking in and this woman just goes, a black man. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. I really wish, and I got nothing against suburban people. God bless you. They're wonderful people. But you have no idea what the hell you're talking about when you try to talk about the inner city. Yeah. You have no clue what the hell you're talking about. Well, I think none. I don't think I'm so far from it at this point. Like, I know Eden, I know where I live. I've lived in Minneapolis, but it was a while ago now. And, mm-hmm. like, I think I can even say, like, I don't know the ins and outs and the systematic problems there. Yeah, but most people wouldn't admit that. Isn't that funny? You admit that. Most people wouldn't admit that. Wouldn't you admit it as well? Like, at this point, like, you don't know what's... We would want people in the community to tell us what's going on. You mean in the inner city itself? Well, see, I still spend a lot of time there because I still have a lot of friends in the inner city. Yeah, I mean, I do too, but, like, I don't know the systematic problems. Well, I pretty much... They... They're the same old problems we've had for a long time. But, yeah, I just don't like it when people are, you know, worth several million dollars and they know exactly what's going on on Plymouth Avenue. Right. It's like you're full of shit. You have no no clue what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. None. And I've learned that over the years. Um, but, you know, look, and I know that part of it maybe is a good part of their heart. It's like... We want to hire a lot of different people other than white men because white men did all the commercials for about 50 years. It was always a white guy. Yeah, and representation matters, as we've talked about this morning. Right. But I I don't know that you need to block them out completely. I I never did TV commercials, just the voiceover on them. Yeah. I never appeared on camera. But I just, you know, the problem with human beings is it's all or nothing. So 
if, if purple people couldn't get commercials at all, now that's all we're going to hire, and then the other people, you aren't getting any. Isn't it better if you meet in the middle? Yes. Life is kind of nice if you try to meet in the middle, isn't it? Absolutely. But we just don't ever do that. And that's the problem with trends, right? Like things are trending this way, things are trending that way. They're just like all or nothing. Nobody is. That's what it is. Yeah. It's all or nothing. Yeah. It's like calm down, relax. There are things like I, there are things that would go on in very wealthy neighborhoods. I'd have no idea what the hell they do there. I don't know. Yeah. I barely know what's going on in my neighborhood. I know what's going on in my cul-de-sac. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's the funny yeah. thing is, I actually don't spend that much time in Eden Prairie. I'm here, or I'm in St. Paul, yeah. or I'm in uh, Minneapolis. Like, those are the... I spend more time there. I don't... I can't even pretend to tell you how, what's in my own city, but, like, that's where I'm at. Oh, I got to tell you this thing that happened. So, it does. I can't even tell you where it was, because I, I don't know the guy, and maybe he's the nicest guy in the world, but whatever. But I'm walking by, and I see this friend of mine. So I go over and say hello to him, and he's talking to another guy. This guy's probably about 30, probably around 30 years old, maybe 35 at the most. My friend's talking to this young guy, and they're blah, 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 blah. And they had mentioned something. I can't even remember what the hell. It was some political thing. And I said, well, I don't really care because I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not to the left and I'm not to the right. And there's a long pause. The guy looks at me and goes, oh, you're one of those. It's like, <laughs> What? I don't even know you, asshole. First of all, I'd watch what you're saying. Yeah. Because you don't look like a very tough guy to me. i got to be honest with you, you sugar tit. <laughs> but yeah, is it, like, why would you say that to someone you don't even know? I have no idea. You're assuming that I just hate everybody. But what I, what I said was, basically, that there are things about Democrats I support. There are things about Republicans I support. That's what I meant. But he took it the exact opposite way because that's what people love to do now. Yeah. They always like to make it worse than it actually is. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think they want some drama. Like, come fold really? my laundry. I, that's some drama. Come clean our house. That's some drama. Like, <laughs> There's some drama for you. Like, the idea that somebody just comes out to you like that is just so aggressive. I mean, I would walk away so quickly from well, a conversation again, like that. Again, I mean, I considered it burning him to the ground, but then I thought, well, he's he knows his friend of mine, so I won't do that. It's not worth but the But it gasoline. did piss me off, I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's like, you have no, you don't know me. Yeah. Why don't you judge me, you pain in the ass? Right. It's because you got a small wiener. Or maybe I, he does. I don't know. I, I assume know. so. He's definitely not, <laughs> not nicknaming him eager. But, but see, now, there's a perfect example of, of not knowing your environment. Because if I was a younger guy, I would have probably slapped him across the face years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, not anymore because it's a different time now. But it's like, don't you ever talk to me like that. You don't know me. Well, the things we do in our 20s are far different than the things we do now. Well, there well, is that. I'm much more even keel. Is that what you're saying? I don't, I mean, I guess, yes, you are because I've worked with you for a while. But I'll say this is also like you have perspective. Is it really worth proving this one person wrong? No, and no, how many that's people exactly you, right. Because you'd go to violence, how many people would you prove right with your like, oh, he's just angry, he's this and that. But Being you, slapped is not really violence, like going to Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> If you know what I'm saying. Please save that. 908. What? He slapped isn't really violent. It's not violence. It's like I said, nuns love to slap like, people. Oh, they used to be used to it. Anyway. If somebody came here and slapped the shit out of me. I wouldn't care for that. Uh, you would not like that. I would not like you that. And they not. would not get away with it. No. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime, on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.